Welcome to The Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to The Champagne Way, episode 81. I'm Trina. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jess. All righty. What is in your cups this week, ladies? Let's start with you, Jess. So I am drinking a slow gin fizz. Um, and I don't really know what's in it. My husband just cobbled it together for me. I know that there's slow gin in it, which is different from regular gin. Um, and there's simple sugar. And he put in a moonshine cherry, and that's all I know that's in it. But it's pretty good. What is the difference between slow gin and regular gin? Um, I don't know. And this slow gin is spelled S-L-O-E. E, yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know. It's something about the way they make it, obviously. Oh. I Googled it. I was about to okay. say, what, what does it mean? I, I'm curious, too, it? because my mom used to make slow gins and Mountain Dew. And oh, I don't know about that combo. Yeah, and actually, I remember trying it, and it was really, really good. But I also okay. don't know what or why. Okay, so slow, S-L-O-E, is actually a berry. Um, and you can make, like, a slow gin fizz. It, it just essentially is sugar and berries steeping in gin so it's going to come out a radish color because of the berry um it's the berry in the gin is derived from juniper berries Mm -hmm. so it's going to be a little sweeter than your typical gin well that makes sense yeah Yeah, that's why my drink is sweeter and that also makes sense why it's red there you go well there you go i always thought it was like slow s-l-o-w i never realized it was s-l-o-e for a slowberry. Okay, I didn't realize that either. But you know what? Thanks for that little lesson. I, I'm I'm happy you Googled that. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Lynn. Googly moogly. Googly moogly. Googly moogly. Right. <laughs> Trina, what are you drinking? Um, I'm still on the oh what fun train. I feel like I <laughs> I only drink one of these like every two weeks when we have like an episode. I'm not really drinking them on in the in-betweens. I really don't know why, but they're the perfect little size for these shows though. <laughs> Well, I mean, I kind of feel like you should drink a bottle by yourself, but that's just me. I don't think I can handle that right now. (laughs) But I am drinking the Oh What Fun Sparkling Wine, and it is the Blank de Blanks. And the description is is weird to me. I mean, it's actually, it kind of is fitting, but it says it's bright acidity balanced by a delicate sweetness. Perfect for a toast. Now, I will say it's a very, like... It's it's a good champagne or sparkling wine. It's just like it is kind of just like it's just you know middle of the line. It is perfect for like a toast. You know, is it sweet. It is sweet. Um, I wouldn't say it's very uh, acidic, so I'm just kind of surprised that they call it a bright acidity balanced by delicate sweetness. It's a it's a slight sweetness, but I wouldn't really call it like very acid like like I don't know. Yeah. I've tasted right. ones that I were more like that, that had a higher like acidity and I don't know. But Jess, you've had this one before. What'd you think of it? I mean, it was fine for a, a 
little sparkling what i mean it's like it's like white wine but with bubbles yeah i definitely feel like this would be if if if, if it was in a large bottle it'd be like your five to seven dollar bottle of champagne or yeah. sparkling wine it's it's definitely nothing anything fancy that's probably why it's a great toasting one yes so what about you Lindsay? what is in your cup i'm getting wild over here with some hot tea Oh, oh. It's a fir- <laughs> that's a first for us, I think. Is that a euphemism uh, for anything else? Yeah. Nope, nope. Um, so, you know, if you guys uh, had to do the show without me last time. I thought I had a sinus infection, but I'm pretty sure I had strep throat because somebody else in my household tested positive for strep throat. And so I am still kind of dealing with the aftermath of that and trying to, like, get, I mean, my throat's still a little sore. I'm still on antibiotics. Um, so, yeah. So, I am drinking blueberry lavender tea. Ooh. And uh, it's from the Republic of Tea. I actually got it at World Market. It is so good. It's caffeine-free. It's collagen-promoting, skin-protecting, and hydrating. Ooh. And it's, wow. like, a really pretty, like, blue color. And I put a little honey in there. So, um, it's really great at night before I go to bed. That sounds delicious. Also, yeah, I've never really had does. blue tea. That's it's it says unique. it's violet, but it is it is pretty like it is pretty violet. I wish I could kind of show you without dumping it all over my computer. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, I like the cup that you're using for it though. <laughs> oh, yeah. The cup is great. It's a coffee mug that says this is probably champagne, but it's not, I promise. It's <laughs> uh-huh. blueberry I would lavender tell tea. You. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, it it definitely sounds delicious. So hopefully it'll it'll help you to start feeling better. At least you have a voice this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do feel a lot better. I've just it's a busy week at work. We're recording kind of late, and I am just gonna have my hot tea. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, let's just jump right on into it with the. Uh, champagne cocktail news jess what do you have for us this week okay so guys um ladies actually um it is uh <laughs> international women's month i like how you corrected yourself like whoa, whoa, whoa can't say guys right now <laughs> can't say guys, because uh ladies it's international women's month um and we actually just uh celebrated women's day 2021 yep so i thought i would just kind of give you a little bit of uh, some stories, some backstories on five ladies that shaped cocktail culture. Ooh, okay. I'm loving that. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, as late as the 1980s in some places, women could be refused from spending their own money in a pub if they weren't accompanied by a man. Well, clearly those business owners realized we spend a lot of money in bars if we're able to. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if this was in the U.S., this might have been. They said pub, so that could, like, denote over in the U.K., or um, there's still some really crazy laws against how women can spend their own money um, on alcohol or anything like that in lots of places in the world. Um, but there were some women in history who did a lot for the cocktail culture. Um, so... Uh, if you're wondering maybe where the word cocktail even came from, uh, look at Betsy Flanagan. Um, so, Betsy Flanagan. Um, she was a barmaid. Um, she sounds like Irish or Scottish. 
Yes. Yeah, I, de- I definitely think so. They they don't say uh, exactly, but she apparently, as the story goes, we, we don't know if this is the exact history, but as the story goes, um, she would garnish drinks with a cockerel's feather. Um, and that's kind of how the word cocktail came about. Did you say a cockering? <laughs> yeah, definitely cockering. That's what I heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, a, a cockerel's feather, you know, a cockadoodle do. Cockerel. Just cockerel. really like enunciate cockerel like, like a bird. Right? But <laughs> what kind of bird is that? A cockerel. Come on. A cockerel. Like a, cock- <laughs> a cockadoodle do. Really? Well, isn't that like a rooster then? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I think maybe we all co- should Google cockerel right now and oh, see. What- I, yes, I am. <laughs> it is. It looks just like what you would think a rooster would look like. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> rooster or cock is term for an adult male bird. Well, a you younger are. male may be called a cockerel. Okay, so she did a young rooster, and she wanted to fancy up the drink she was serving as a barmaid, and that's kind of uh, as the story goes how the term cocktail came about. Cock. Tail in the drink. I would not have put a chicken feather. Chickens are gross. I used to have chickens. They're they're anyway. literally known for like like nasty chicken shit. Like, come on now. The printed pamphlet of Betsy Flanagan. She's in like colonial wear, so they didn't give an. Uh, okay. That's the why they had her that she could get. That had, okay. That's why they had rampant diseases back then. Yeah, <laughs> they, she just wanted to like gussy up the drink so that maybe she get a nice tip. Okay. Well, you know okay. what? We probably wouldn't be questioning this as much if she put a peacock feather in there, and then it'd be a pea tail. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should thank her for thinking about using this other bird. I don't know. It's still um, named after a male's genitalia. That's true. <laughs> That is true. That is true. Okay. So, moving on. That's the cocktail. Okay. Um, then we have Valentine Gosserat and Anne Davidow. Pardon me if I don't get their names correct um, pronouncing there. But, um, so they had a, gave a vital contribution to the cocktail scene. Um, so, we should all re- raise our glasses to them. So, they uh, fought for barmaids to be allowed to serve. Um, so, uh, Valentine Gossert was a barmaid in Michigan in 1940s who fought to win back her bartending license and her right to work as a barmaid. Um, and she hired Anne, a feminist lawyer who gave the court a good run for their money. Um, they couldn't convince the legislatures to change the law. So they went all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, yeah. So they didn't give up. Um, I guess like states all over the place were outlawing female bartenders. Huh. Wow. I didn't um, learn about this in law school. Well, I don't know what they were going on. You didn't learn about um, it as a bartender either? Mm-mm. Um, so finally in 1955, um, 10 years after the Bartending Act put a stop to female barmaids, the Michigan law was repealed uh, pretty much thanks to their case. Nice. Again, it's like these bar people didn't realize that people also like to buy drinks from pretty women. So- I mean, 
I guess they just don't like money. (laughs) They just like it's like they don't like money. Yeah, I guess it was like back then it was kind of like a men's only club and Mm. all that jazz. But yeah, interesting. I mean, I know. Um, Then we have I don't know. Have you guys ever had a Manhattan? Yes, Uh, it's whiskey. Yes, it is. That's about all I know too. I'm gonna Um, Google it. Okay, well, so this is the Manhattan's a really famous drink. Um, so this one came from Winston Churchill's mother, oh. Jenny Churchill. Oh. Um, so she threw a party at the Manhattan Club in 1874 to celebrate Samuel J. Tilden's victory in New York's um, governor's election, which, like, whatever. Um, and that's where the Manhattan was born. So basically, she just like threw this big party, and that's because she threw this big party. That's where the cocktail was born. And for the people interested in making this, use two ounces of rye or Canadian whiskey, three fourth amount an ounce of sweet red vermouth, dash angosturia bitters, and then you garnish with the maraschino cherry. I've had it before, and it definitely tastes better and more appealing than it sounds. <laughs> because it kind of sounds like it's got, like, some pretty meh things in it. Yeah. But, that, I mean, obviously, one, it's popular for a reason. I guess. I mean, that 100% sounds like an 1800s drink to me. Yes, it does. Yeah. No. Um, and then finally... Uh, let's thank these possible three ladies who helped inspire the margarita, which I've had lots of um, at lots of Mexican restaurants. I've never had one of those. Uh, let me Google it. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. okay uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Says the person who's born on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, so there's possible three different women to thank for this. Um, there's lots of stories around it. Um, so it could have been in Tijuana in 1938 um, that it was created in honor of Marjorie King, a dancer. Um, others say that it was Margaret Sames, a high society lady who created the drink herself in 1948. And she shared it with Conrad Hilton. Um, who took the recipe to his hotel chain. We all know the Hilton's, right? Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Margarita Carmen Cancino, better known as Rita Hayworth. Oh. Um, yeah. Whose beauty is rumored to have inspired a barman in Tijuana to invent the margarita. Um, I think I like that story the best. That's the one we're going to go with. Okay. I agree. I like that one the best. Um, but Tijuana... Uh, figures in two of those stories. So I think well, at least one of those is probably true. And I go with the Rita Hayworth story. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, that's, oh, but then let's also raise our glasses to this uh, kind of modern day story from 2005. Um, Audrey Sanders, um, she opened the Peggy Club in 2005 in New York, a bar that mixed things up and revolutionized classic cocktails and inspired the craft cocktail movement which like has really been crazy the last like what 15 years or so uh, yes when she took household ingredients to update old-fashioned recipes and help to bring forgotten drinks back to bars so i really appreciate that yes amen so um anyway so yay women everywhere in all the different industries that have inspired us um but i really appreciate the women who have inspired the cocktails now I'm just wondering, did she was she the one who kind of like brought back the mules? Because I feel like that that kind of had a big resurgence in 
like the last several years. I bet I you like the the updated recipes of the mules. I bet yeah, like at least started the movement. Yeah, I think it's saying yeah. that like house-made cocktail ingredients like bitters and tonic water were a rarity behind the bar. So she like really brought those kind of like really, um, really like those sort of things to the forefront. And then all those, like you're saying, those recipes that weren't hip to drink, I guess, she was, she like really pushed those out. So yeah. Or as I like to call them, potions. Potions. <laughs> of, of course, that's what you like to call them. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that just, yeah, that's, that totally makes sense. That's funny. Um, well, that's awesome. I feel like we actually just learned a lot of really cool things. I mostly, uh, I, I like the margarita story. Yeah. I like that I yeah. had kind of like three stories in one there. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. So, well, that's a, a nice little thing for International Women's Month. And then also, I guess, well, International Women's Day, that happened too. Or National Women's Day. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought that, it was just today. I thought we only got a day. Uh, but. Th- I, I, I don't know if it's new, but I feel like this year is the first time I'm hearing like we have a whole month now. Oh, so the shortest one. Yeah. Right? Well, not quite. I guess February would have been the shortest month, right? Oh, yeah. I don't even know what month it is. I I I thought you were right at first, and I was like, oh, wait, it's March. I keep forgetting that it's March already. (laughs) Who knows what day, Uh, month. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't even been your year. I don't know. (laughs) We all know it's been a year since, you know, we all ended up in lockdown. So, yeah, yeah. That's old news. (laughs) All righty. Well, now I feel like everyone knows about our next subject because, let's face it, it's been covered Everywhere. First of all, by the time the the interview actually took place, and if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, because you you live in a hole or you're a smart person and you stay off social media and don't watch the TV, um, <laughs> the interview I'm referring to is Oprah with the now ex royals. Uh, it's is he still Prince Harry? Do you call him Prince Harry or is he just Harry and Meghan? He's H. He's H. Oh she yeah, call, he's H. Right. She calls she him H. H. But for real, like, do they have no title anymore? So they were supposedly stripped of their titles, but I don't know if they essentially they got they don't get money. I know. Yeah, I, get, I um, know that part. But like, is he still well, not Prince Harry? Or is I he... think he's still Prince Harry because he was like bo- he was like born yeah, to that. I think he is because they they. And we can talk about this in a little bit. They didn't give his son a title, which is the first grandchild not to have a title. So I guess he still has his title. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's still a prince, but I think they got taken. They're like, um, uh, the ones that they were give. What what was it like? The were they dukes? Yeah, uh, something like that. Yes. Duke and Duchess. The ones that they're given, like when they. Like end up getting married and all yeah, that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Stuff. I think those were the titles that were stripped away. So like Megan's definitely not anything anymore. I think, but I think Prince Harry's still Prince Harry because he was born that way. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Uh, the whole title thing was very, very. Uh, I think surprising to me when I, I they were talking about how they changed the rule on that right before Archie was born which does seem a bit sketch that Mm -hmm. the first child born into royalty that didn't get a title upon birth and he was the first child that would have been like 
a mixed race. Yep. Or any other. Any other race. Yeah. So that's just surprise. I, I, mean, I guess that, that right there says a lot that they went out of their way to do that. I, I, I don't think you can get away with just saying that's coincidence. Uh, no. No. And supposedly the palace is going to respond to those claims. Yeah, I'm curious about that. that I know they, they said the queen has responded, but I honestly didn't get a chance to read that yet. Have either of you? No, I, it just says that they plan on really, like, responding. So maybe they're, like, trying to. I mean, her response was, like, four sentences that was basically, like, and very much like the whole, you know, the whole firm and the whole royal family is saddened about these claims and they'll be, like, investigated and blah, blah, blah. But it was, like, four sentences and that was all. I feel like that's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like that's every company or corporate company that gets dragged in the media for for trying to cover up something that's pretty bad. We're sorry, but also we're going to investigate these claims. But then they're going to try to still sweep it under as much as they can or, like, draw attention to something else. Like, here, we're still really good people and we're going to do this charitable thing. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was super... It sounded super corporate. Now... Speaking of that, now, I there was a quote that was kind of said through this where it, it, it kind of was eye-opening to me, too. But it, said, it was that Megan, uh, before joining the royal family, didn't fully understand what the job was. I don't think until I read that that I really think and put all of the little pieces together that, like, basically joining the royal family means you've just started a job. Everything that they talked about kind of describes... A, a, co- a company. They have an HR department for the royal family. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, essentially, is It is essentially it is. a company that runs, you know, that country. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone could ever know what you're really getting into until you're really in it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, she had, um, yeah, she was very naive when she came into it, and she had a disadvantage because she's not even British, so she yeah. doesn't even understand. And I mean, like, so Diana, I don't know, uh, like, I, I know a little bit about Diana. And I mean, she grew up with some wealth and stuff. And so she had some understanding of the royal family. Um, but I mean, she's still very naive when she also went into it. Um, but at least she had some understanding of what the royal family was, kind of. Um, but like Kate, I think Kate Middleton definitely knew a lot more of what was expected of her. Mm-hmm. Megan like had no no idea. I mean, she was very independent. I think I read that she like had been working since she was thirteen. Yeah. Um, and then to go into that go into that and just be like I think it said that they like took away her passport, took away like her ID. Um, I don't even know if you can carry cash with you. Yeah, her car keys, her driver's license, like anything and everything um, that she could have, like that they just took it all away. And then, um, you know, she had a really hard time adjusting and she had suicidal thoughts and a lot of mental health breakdowns. And they refused to let her like go outside the palace to get any type of mental health treatment. See, like... Just in general, like good, my my way of dealing with mental health when I'm stressed out is to go for a drive. Like if if I couldn't mm-hmm. just like get away from everything for like like 20 minutes to go for a drive or just like 
uh, you know, sometimes it's just nice to even get out of the house and go to get a cup of coffee or go have lunch with friends or any of that kind of stuff. But you had that kind of isolation and someone who basically dictated everything you did and said what you can do, where you can go, when you can go, who you can go with. Like, I feel like it's such a weird, I'm learning so much about them through all of this, but it's like, it's such a weird thing that it's, it's like family rules. It's a whole, like, that you're, you're abiding by, but it's also like corporate rules. But obviously, even if you work for a company, they, there are laws in place that say that your company cannot say what you can and cannot do in your own personal time. But it's kind of like she, by marrying him and going into the family, she gave up like all rights to any personal thought or yeah. action mm-hmm. ever. Like she became a slave to them. Well, and it's not like she could even, like, call a friend to come over to her palace or whatever they live in. Because, I mean, she's in a different country. Well, I'd imagine if she had a friend over there, they wouldn't let that person come in anyways. That or it would have been a friend that she made, like, after the fact. Would have even been a real friend, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Or, like, someone, like, I feel like they'd have to be checking every person that came in for, like, a wiretap. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, have you guys watched, did you guys watch The Crown? No. no. Okay. You guys so you guys definitely need to watch it. I mean, obviously there's some dramatized stuff and some fictionalized stuff probably, but like it definitely gives you an insight into how it works. Mm. See now um, I'm curious. This actually makes me want to watch something like that and kind of get an Yeah. And and idea you definitely yeah, so I mean, and it starts with Elizabeth as like a teenager before she's even on the throne, mm. uh, like on her wedding day, pretty much. Um, but this last season is so fascinating because it starts with Diana. And so it definitely kind of mirrors some of the craziness and like how she got dragged into it and her marriage to Charles and how she just was so unhappy because she was night, she was naive as well when she got brought into it. Like, so definitely uh, give it a watch because it is an insight into life. And even Harry and Meghan admitted that they have indeed watched some parts of The Crown. Yeah, I saw that. I feel like yeah. curiosity, they'd have to like see it. Plus the fact that now they're in a contract with Netflix to like put out all of mm-hmm. this content. And then Netflix goes and like creates this entire show about his family, essentially. Like that's got to be weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes with the territory of being a royal, but it's it's still it's weird. It's got to be interesting though to say, "Oh my God!" Like that would have never happened, or that's like spot on. Mm-hmm. Th- yeah, that too. I, they were talking about it on the Today Show, and they said after this interview came out, and of course they were they were talking about like and sharing clips about it and promoting this interview for like I felt. I felt like weeks prior to it. I had no idea. See, I was like, that's what, that's what I was alluding to in the beginning of this conversation. I'm like, you have to be living on a rock or like not watching anything or not being on social media. Or maybe in your case, you were sick for a little while and busy with work and all that. But like they were, they, when the interview finally happened, I was kind of like, Oh, it didn't happen like two weeks ago. They've been sharing like little clips of it so much that I'm like, did did it already happen? (laughs) I saw it the very next day. Like, people talking about it and I'm like what are people talking about why wasn't I notified why (laughs) wasn't I invited to like talk on the particular interview like I mean nothing I knew nothing about this 
Oh, okay. So I've got to ask you, Lindsay. Okay. Now that like this bombshell interview happened and like these, the, all these secrets come out as a person who got really invested in their wedding and yeah. planned on getting up in the morning and dressed up and watching it and all of that. Uh, do you feel a little cheated knowing that they were married three days prior? No. <laughs> Not at all. You don't care that much. You know what? No, I do. But I think honestly, that is, very sweet and special and you know I've had the big wedding and stuff I can't imagine if it was on the scale that theirs was on and for it to be televised and for everybody and their mama to be out there so I think it's it it's sweet and I'm glad that they have they did were able to have that yeah I agree um so didn't bother me at all <laughs> I, I was surprised that there wasn't more people in the news being like, oh, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> gasp, shocking. Not really. <laughs> no. It's actually really, it probably was a really nice thing to do. I, I think more people have kind of thought now after the pandemic and so many weddings got canceled and so many people just kind of went and eloped and they're planning yeah. on having the party at a much later date, clearly after they're already married, you know. I kind of agree with that. I think it's a smart thing mm-hmm. to do. So it has that little intimate, like serious moment. And then it's like, you can still celebrate with people later. Yeah. I mean, I, I, a lot of people I know have done that, even if they have had their wedding ceremony a different day, especially if they're going to go outside the country or anything like that. It's sometimes it's a hassle, sometimes in a different state, it's a hassle. So a lot of my friends, like before they leave for Mexico or, you know, before the big day, they just go ahead and do it. And that way, you know, they get the formalities and then they can have whoever they want, marry them and, you know, whatever. So I think, you know, you do what you want to on your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Any other big uh, uh, revelations from this uh, interview? You know, the chicken coop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel I, <laughs> I feel like that was some mm-hmm. random thing that was thrown in there for them to be like, yeah, see, guys, we're just like everybody else. We have a chicken coop. <laughs> they have a chicken coop. And that's where she has her cocktails. That's yeah. what I was about to say. There's cockerels there. I mean, I guess um, if you can have part of your interview in there, it's an, the, probably the nicer of chicken coops than, <laughs> than you normally would see. Uh, who knows? Well, I guess the, the question I have besides the chicken coop is, so essentially they've been cut off, right? They get no money and he's, they've been living off of his mother's inheritance. Mm-hmm. Um essentially but i guess is that running out is that gone are they gonna have to like work which she's you know a great actress so i guess she could go back to work i think they're already technically working because of the whole netflix deal i mean they've Mm -hmm. okay they're getting paid a lot of money from that um but tyler perry offered to like put them up in one of his homes with his private security he did he did put them up in his home yeah. Wait, he did? So, yeah, when they, like, came over during the pandemic, and they, I think it was, like, when they went, they were in Canada for a little bit, and then I think they had to go to L.A., and they needed, they didn't have, the royalty, the royal family, like, didn't give them any security, and, like, I'm sorry, he's still Prince Harry, and there's, yeah. she's still Meghan Markle, like, there's still crazy people out there, yeah. they needed 
security and Tyler Perry came to the rescue and put them up in one of his homes. That's pretty He's awesome. He's a very nice person. He is a yeah. great person. He's done so much during this pandemic. He's a great person. Just in general. Well, I just, I thought she was president of the United States. Did I miss something? Ooh, that brings up another fun little factoid that I realized the other day. Um, so, uh, usually any, any kids, uh, born into the royal family are born in, um, in Britain and in, in England somewhere, I guess. I don't think yeah. they have to be in one place, but they do have to be born over there. Um, and of course, Archie was born over there. Their first kid, the second kid, uh, which they have revealed as a little girl is they, they're planning on having her in the States. Oh my God, she Which can run for president. Means this will be the first time that someone who comes from the royal like line from over there would be eligible oh. to run for an elected office or position here in the United States. Oh my God, this is the long game. Uh huh. That it really is. It's. I, I was like, I, I, I wondered about that, and if that had anything to do with their decision, and. I think it's, I, I honestly do think it's just like a perk of their decision. I think it was something somewhere in the background of their minds that was like, okay, that could work out. Um, especially if they continue with like their lifestyle and philanthropy and stuff. You never know if they, that one of their kids would want to go on a political route. Um, however, I don't think they'll actually encourage their kids to go that route considering, I mean, the royal family is pretty much, you know, that's political as well, <laughs> you know, in so many ways. So, uh, but still, I mean, yeah. It could be if the first the one. Baby is born here. She will be the princess of America. That is how that works. <laughs> clearly, clearly. I mean, yes. Um, but it is interesting because if they kept the whole tradition of getting titles, then yeah, it could be a a a British princess who could eventually run for president of the United States. I love it. Yeah, kind of makes me but- wish they had their titles still. I know, but right because so did so is no other grandbaby going to have any titles since Archie didn't get a title and they started this new role. Yeah, I don't get that. Or, or are they just super racist? I don't know because it like so. When, at what point does the child get a title then? Right, you know, because it's like, is it something they have to earn? <laughs> like that's what I don't get. Why did they change it all of a sudden? Is it only the one that's closest in line to the throne? Well, I think they're a prince if you're like directly from the queen. But like I know Prince Charles, the queen bestows titles. I, I and I know they show this in the crown. Like she bestowed him uh, his whatever really title that he has when he came of a certain age and there was like a special ceremony oh the prince of wales oh yeah and he went to wales and he and then she gave him some other titles when he like got to a certain age so like she can bestow more titles on him because the queen bestows the titles and like i know they have they've said that they said that in an interview that they do have a close relationship with the queen they do like a certain number of zoom calls with her which is really weird to think about yeah um, but like I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. As I say, it's still really interesting to me that like that's a thing, I guess. But so there's still a chance that they could get titles, although it's definitely being played out as if they didn't want the titles. So I think it's interesting that they called that out and you know very publicly that 
it wasn't their choice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be invited to Christmas this year. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. No, I don't think they will be. But Harry is supposed to go over there. They're unveiling the statue of Diana um, over there. So he is supposed to go be over there with William. But they've had a very tense relationship, apparently, ever since. William, um, when Harry and Meghan first started dating, William told him to go slow with that girl. And Harry did not like hearing that. And apparently that's when their relationship started being tense. Oh. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I could see that being an issue. It also probably sounds like something that uh, just, if you're a rebellious person, that would just make Uh him do more. Yeah. but yeah, I, it also makes you really wonder who's the one who who made the comment about Archie's oh, yeah. skin color because that was a whole thing. And I actually really mm-hmm. loved that Megan pointed out one thing, which was they they had said uh, that rude things have been said to the royal family or about royal people all the time. And she said rude and racist are not the same thing. Oh, true. And so it was true. just like wow like the fact that that had to be said to somebody rude and racist are not the same thing racism is a form of rudeness but it's well beyond that (laughs) yes yes so i i I applaud her for saying that one very publicly so i don't know who said it maybe charles i feel like if it was somebody they they must be protecting somebody important. Yeah, because they won't say it, but they did acknowledge that it wasn't the queen or uh, Philip. Yeah. So, but that was it. Well, you pretty yeah. much got two people left then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I feel like if it was somebody further out, they would have just come out and said it. Yeah. And it's gonna, it's, 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 it's gonna hurt if he, if, if people are probably already assuming it's his brother. Uh-huh. Yeah. Based on, like the track record of what Elsie said. So, um, and then all the stuff, the, the hero versus villain stuff with Kate and Megan and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if any British show has ever taught us anything, it's clearly that, you know, like you said, Kate's grown up in that area. She might be a little bit more snooty and proper and look down upon Megan for just being an actress. Mm. So yep. there's that. True. True, True and an American. And an American. And an American. We're obviously horrible people. Uh, <laughs> just most of us. Just, just most of us. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, okay, now I've got to ask, what's, what's the deal with this uh, Little Mermaid thing? Okay, so apparently Megan was in one of their houses or wherever. She was sitting there chilling on the couch and... Whatever channel she had it on, The Little Mermaid came on. The, like, 1989 Disney movie. Yeah. yeah. And she was just, she's like, I'm not going to watch this. She's like, what adult watches The Little Mermaid? And I wouldn't want to be like, Megan, me. Uh, um, but she just sat there and ended up watching it because she was like, she was just like, oh, my God. She meets this prince and she falls in love with this prince. And then she loses her voice. Oh. <sighs> Oh, and she apparently just super connected with the Little Mermaid. I love it. That's and, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then they get married, and she eventually finds her voice. I guess afterwards, later. But she just super connected it within that moment. I. Aww. That's interesting to me. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have publicly shared that. <laughs> I feel, like, <laughs> I I feel like that just like downplayed every other amazing thing that she probably shared. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think that's something I would have like maybe shared with my friends or something. But hey, I would have. I mean, you know, well, first of all, you guys know me, but I mean, you know, she's probably sitting there watching a lot of Disney movies, probably, because she's got it. You know, a, a young child, and it's probably the ninety fifth time she's watched it, and she's like, you know what? This time I'm going to pay attention. Do you think they oh, sit yeah. her down and make her watch a bunch of Disney movies like that and just so that it'd be like, conform, 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 be a good girl? <laughs> well, all of, I I guess the thing about Disney movies is they always break the mold. That is true. So probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You are right. Um, but it, also she was talking to Oprah and I feel like Oprah can make you say anything. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. I did have one friend who wrote about something at, uh, her take on it and she was just like i liked some of it um i feel for them based on their situation but i'm really glad that uh oprah really pushed them to answer some questions and really like do her oprah thing <laughs> essentially yeah. i was like no 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 we're not having none of that so oh man all righty well enough of this royal talk <laughs> uh, it's time for Treat of the Week. Treat yourself. All righty, Lindsay, what have you treated yourself to this week? And I hope it's not more drugs. No, no, <laughs> it's not. Um, no, so we have been watching WandaVision. Oh, my God, I love it's, it. Uh, yes, and so it finally ended. Um, and we have a week off before we start the new Marvel show on Disney Plus, which is um, about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And it's going to have like a lot of Agent 13 as well. But WandaVision was probably one of my favorite Marvel things. Like out of all the movies and TV shows, it's probably one of my favorites. Like top two like, um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Marvel heroes like Iron Man and Captain America and, you know, all that stuff, you've got the Scarlet Witch, who is Wanda, and essentially this show has been about her, and without giving too much away, every episode was like a different decade of a show, so like it starts like back around the 50s the first episode and it's kind of like dick van dyke and then you hop to the next episode and it's more of like bewitched like the 60s then you hop to the next one and it's more of like um the brady bunch or you know something of that so it's very interesting um a lot of people have watched it and they're like i don't understand it it's very weird i'm like oh have you watched the marvel movies they're like no i'm like well it's obviously not going to make any sense to you. Obviously. Um, <laughs> you should go back and watch so, that now. <laughs> yeah. So um, people are like, oh, do I, I mean, there's like, what, 30 of them. Mm-hmm. So do I really need to go back and watch them? I'm like, uh, yes. First of all, they're all amazing. Um, they tell a great story. But if you really just want to jump in, um, I would suggest at least watching all the Avengers movies. Uh-huh. Um, or at the very least, watch Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. I would say to get an introduction to her, too, you would want to watch Ultron. Yeah. So, and that's one of the first, I don't know if it's the the first, but one of the first. The second Avengers movie. The Age of Ultron. Yeah, Age of Ultron, second one. Yeah. Um, I would would at least start there at bare minimum. If you, uh, but realistically, you're right. They should do at least the Avengers movies, like all of those ones. Um, and then Infinity War for sure. And then also, um, 
oh gosh, what was the 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 other one that had a big part in this? Um, oh, um, why can't I think of her name? Captain Marvel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was having a, a yep, moment. That's true. Yeah, Captain um, Marvel. You'd have to watch that a little bit too. They all, every Avenger movie, every TV show, whatever, they all tie in together. And so you're not going to completely understand who Wanda is, what her powers are, where she got them, uh, and exactly why she's doing what she's doing and how she's doing it. And it just isn't going to make a lot of sense. So, but it's so, it's masterfully done. I really, 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 really want to watch this show like really badly because like just from what everybody said from the little clips and trailers I've seen, it looks so good. It looks right at my alley, but like I have a whole bunch of Marvel movies that I need to watch first. Yes. You need to get on that because seriously, WandaVision is so good but you like a good backstory i don't think you're gonna enjoy it as much and get all of the little hidden nuggets without watching all the rest of them i i know i won't but it even if you did jump straight into it and then if anything it might make you pick up on more things as you go through the rest of the marvel series and then go watch wandavision a second time because i guarantee you you're gonna want to watch it again like it it was like the first time in a long time that marshall and i were so excited Every single Friday, it was like, it's WandaVision Day. And it was like, it was funny because we get texts from Lindsay's husband, Jay, like every day on Friday, like at the very beginning of the day. Oh, <laughs> like, because he set his alarm and he, because it comes out at 2 a.m. Uh-huh. or midnight. He set his alarm and got up at 2 a.m. every Friday morning and went and watched it. Okay, oh I didn't God. realize that. I knew he was texting us early, but we just thought maybe he's watching it for with breakfast and then watching it again later. Because we were we were watching it like after work or after Waylon went to bed every Friday night. That was like our thing, and it was just so funny because Jay was always like, "Oh my God, you're gonna love this episode." <laughs> no, like we because we've been trying to go to bed earlier, so like we'll lay down around nine thirty or ten. His alarm would go off at like one thirty. He would come downstairs and make him some food and watch it. And come back to bed and go back to sleep. Oh my god! What? That's yes. crazy. We used to watch it before bed, and then I dream about it. Like it was like it took over my brain, and especially Marshall's because he then he'd watch it, and then he'd sit there on his phone looking up all the different little like or texting with Jay <laughs> about all the different little theories that they had about the the show and like that episode. And did you catch this little thing? And oh, I think this meant this. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, and then we'd watch it on Friday, and then I'd wake up on Saturday morning, and Marshall would basically be sitting there like, "Oh my god!" So I talked to Jay, and <laughs> you remember this one part about this? <laughs> was, yeah, it was just yeah. so funny. So I'm glad, actually, I didn't know Winter Soldier that one, or not Winter Soldier, but that the next series with them in it is going to be coming out so soon. And yeah, I'm glad we get a that week it break. is. Break, mm-hmm. we get a week break. Marshall's already like missing WandaVision like I, I know like I, even still like this week I think we might go through every episode but instead of waiting a week apart we might just like power through all of them before the next series starts yes uh, I've, well because he ended up watching them again with me and then we had my niece and her fiance watch them so he's watched them all at least three times <laughs> I've watched them all at least twice they've got to finish the last I think episode or two episodes um but yeah so so good jess like you got to get on that okay maybe i will take trina's suggestion and just watch them all because i don't want to get spoiled yeah Uh, and because i 
it'll take me forever to watch all the Marvel movies. And so maybe I'll power through and just watch and then I'll watch the Marvel movies and then I can go back and rewatch and then catch everything. Yes. I I, yes. I, I kind of would because you're going to you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Has Will watched them yet? No, I mean, and you know, he's not a big superhero fan. He's like, he's hardcore Star Wars and stuff, mm-hmm. but he's not, because we started watching like the Clone Wars and everything like mm-hmm. that, um, but he's not a big Marvel s- superhero thing, but I think I might drag him into watching this with me and maybe we can make our way through stuff. It's so yes. good. He, I feel like he's the type of guy that could really like take a deep dive into it and go down the rabbit hole. If he did, it, it'd be a game changer for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, man. What about you, Trina? What's your treat? Um, We have a very big treat that came in today. We bought a new car. <gasps> I know, right? What? So excited. Also, mostly excited because I'm not going to have to look at any more car ads for a very long time. <laughs> But yeah, we have been like desperately in need of a new car. Our son in his newer car seat, like once you get past like the infant carrier car seat, you get him in like the little toddler grow with me one. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't quite fit very comfortably in a good (laughs) position and angle for Waylon. And he's growing so fast right now. It's like, I feel like there's days that I wake up and I'm like, did you grow like three inches overnight? You know, like, yeah. Oh my God. And there was no more positioning with the chair that we could get him in a comfortable position. And uh, not without Marshall, basically, because he's still got the broken foot. So without either one of us in the passenger seat basically being pushed into the dash. like you. Okay, so what car are you talking about, like him not fitting in? The Soul. So okay. we ended up, uh, we stuck with Kia. We've been looking for a while and comparing, uh, but it all came back to, we love the Kia Telluride and we really, really wanted to get one. And so we finally found the right one and we got a brand new Kia Telluride. Woo! What is it? Okay, I want to Google this. What is it? Uh, Kia Telluride. T-E-L-L-U-R-I-D-E. Telluride. Um, okay. So like a SUV. It's an SUV. It has... Um, a third row that can fold down and pop up and refine nice. all that. Um, the big thing is we got the EX model mm-hmm. uh, uh, where we found one that had the EX model with the premium package and everything. And um, the middle seats, instead of the back or the the center row, instead of it being like a, a bench seat, uh-huh. we got it uh, with the one with the captain's chairs. Oh, yeah. You're going to like that. It's so nice already. Just like having a little space between where he would sit and like uh, if we ever had another adult or if we had a kid in the back, like there's two chairs there instead of like a bench. Um, Because I mean, no one really loves to be crammed up next to a car seat at any point in time. (laughs) Um, So we were really, really happy about that, that we got one that was like that. Um, And yeah, we ended up, we we originally were searching for like white and or or black one. Uh, We found a black one in Franklin and uh, called the lot, went to go look at it. And by the time we made it there to look at, Actually, when we first walked in, uh, we were they were really busy that day, and there was one other couple that was outside circling the car with uh, at the same time we were. Uh, we walked in to hand on our ID, and we were talking to one of the salespeople, and they're like, "Hey, sorry, we just got word that someone just bought that online." <gasps> like, I'm not kidding you. These cars are going so fast that it's just like the dealerships were marking them up like way high. Uh, if you custom ordered one, it could take you. 
uh, weeks or even months to get one in. So oh you, it's just, it was just like a constant search for like a good used one or a lot that just had happened to have one. Like, and we Dang. caught a lot that had just got one in and they had posted it online, like on a Friday night. And Marshall was looking at, looking up cars uh, after we finished WandaVision because <laughs> he couldn't sleep because his mind was going. And yeah. he happened to see one on there that he liked and messaged the dealership and then called them first thing in the morning on Saturday. And they hadn't even like, they had listed it coming soon online, but they had no other details about the car. He called uh-huh. them like as soon as they opened on that Saturday and like put a hold on it, like put a deposit and was like, don't sell this car. We're going to come look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we, we went out on Sunday and looked at it and then, they had to, they hadn't even processed it, cleaned it, uh, had it checked out, anything. Yeah. So it was like a whole thing, and we ha- we, we we were able to go pick it up today since I had off. Yay! Well, congratulations. That's exciting. It is. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we put Waylon's car seat in, and he had so much room, and I was like, oh my god, I feel so much better about that. <laughs> Poor kid's legs were like starting to get curled up at the end. <laughs> so what color did you end up getting? Uh, we ended up getting one that's like a silver. Uh, I think it's classified as a silver, but it's kind of like a bluish silver. Okay. So, um, and then it's got a nice black leather interior. Uh, I've never had a car with like all the bells and whistles. So I'm like still getting used to the fact that there's a backup camera and heated and cooled chairs nice. and a sunroof. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, I've never had any of these things. Oh, <laughs> yay. And then it yells at me every time I go over a line and don't have my blinker on. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Get used to that. Yeah. <laughs> I can turn that off if I want to, but I, you know, between me and Marshall, we probably need it on. <laughs> It'll make us a better driver. <laughs> That's funny. That's so, funny. What about you, Jess? What is your treat of the week? Um, my treat of the week is a book series. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I always love a good book series. Yeah, so I've actually had. Uh, some of these books for a while and I read one of them before and then I kind of just ignored the other ones um, and but then everyone uh, all the book people I follow on Instagram have just like been reading them all over the place and I was like ah, I'll pick it up again and now I'm obsessed mm-hmm. um, so it's A Court of Thorn and Roses by Sarah J. Maas okay. um, and so the first one A Court of Thorn and Roses um, is kind of like a this is like a fantasy-ish kind of YA series. Um, and it's there's like fairies and stuff involved. Okay. Um, but the first book is kind of like a little bit of a riff on um, Beauty and the Beast. Um, mm. and, and I was like, oh, this is good. Um, and then I think I had started reading the sequel, like which is A Court of Mist and Fury. And I got 30 pages in and I was like, I'm not feeling this. And I put it down. But I picked it back up again because I, like, just uh, late last week. Um, and now I'm, like, obsessed because it went in a completely different direction than I thought it was going. Oh, nice. That was always like, nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is not going, like, the typical direction I thought it was going. And it's so good. And now I'm obsessed. Um, and there are... And so there's... The third one is A Court of Wings and Ruin, which I have. And then, like, a kind of... Um, I guess, companion book, which is A Court of Frost and Starlight. And then the other, like the newest one just came out this week, which is A Court of Silver Flames. Um, So I'm like all about this book series. Um, Like I'm at work and I'm working and I'm like, I just want to stop working and I want to go read my book. (laughs) 
Um, I so love books like that. Yeah, so it's a great series. Sarah J. Moss is like a really great author. She has lots of great book series that are just like you can just get lost in. So it's A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Moss. Great, great series. Cool. Nice. I'm going to go look that yeah. up like right now because I need a new book to read. So Yeah, it's like I said, it's like it's kind of YA fantasy, but there's like some fun sexy times in there. Um, and it's just like really overall, just like a fun, fun read. I like you said that there's a, some fun sexy times in there. <laughs> that was just, just hilarious. Um, Alrighty, it's time for our favorite part of the show. It's time for Drink About It. Drink, drink, drunk. Drink. Alrighty, Lindsay, you up first. I'm okay. curious to hear what you got to say. Okay. Okay. So, uh, first and foremost, let me tell you that um, <laughs> this story is about me, not my niece. And my niece told me that I should never tell this story to anyone. So, of course, I am going to tell it on the podcast. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, we were um, driving down the road okay let me let me let me back up let me start the night before the night before i was chasing my daughter around who huh. just turned three and um had to change her diaper and she had pooped so i cleaned it like i feel like it I had to use 19 wipes whatever like it was everywhere um we're also trying to potty train okay so scoop to the next day we're driving down the road and my hand like I'm just driving have my hands on the steering wheel and my niece is sitting in the passenger seat and she's like what is all over your ring and I looked and there was like brown stuff all over it and I'm like oh you know it's probably I've been like making overnight oats every morning Uh and so I was like oh that's probably what it is like you know um I had some I made brownie batter overnight oats, which were really good. And I was like, you know, it gets everywhere, whatever. And so I just, you know, I was like, I'll clean it later. I'm driving. And she's like, looked at she's like, I don't think that's what that is. And I like, I tried to smell it. I couldn't really smell it because uh, I was sick. I licked it. It was not overnight oats. No, <laughs> you didn't. No. And she smelled it. She's like, no, no, that is poop. <laughs> Oh my it is, uh, Why'd you look it? That is like, it was over not out. That's like I the was, number one, like mom, like just no. <laughs> the mom mistake is it chocolate? Is it poop? Is it chocolate? Yeah. So like I like had a baby wipe and I was trying to clean it out and I ended up having to come home and she do scrub it with like this little brush to oh get it God. clean because my ring has like a lot of uh, places in it where you couldn't fit anything normal. Oh uh, anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's my poop story. That's your poop story. Oh my mm-hmm. god! <laughs> <laughs> you you have licked poop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't worry, you'll get there too, Trina. You know what? Uh, I honestly, I've I've like had that thought in the back of my mind, like this is how things like this happen because like yeah. I've already caught myself doing the thing where it's like I don't have a wipe next to me and I'm like I lick my thumb and like clean off his yep. face when I'm like because also like you'll be inside the house and like he, you think you've cleaned their face very well but then you get outside yep. in the sunlight and you're like where is all that food on your face coming from yep. um and you know 
I've had at least one other time where I've definitely been like, he's down on the floor and he's like getting into something in this playpen. And I'm like, what is on your hands? What is on your face? Like, please don't let that be in it. And like, so far it hasn't been anything horrible, but yeah, I, I definitely see how this could actually happen to people. Oh yeah. 100%. Do you know how many times she has sneezed and blew snot all over my face, all over my phone? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, and she thinks it's hilarious. Waylon's starting hilarious. to think that sneezes are really funny. Yeah. No, no matter who does them. Like, yeah. Yeah. And she always has a runny nose. And I never have a tissue. So I always just use my shirt. So, like, <laughs> Jess is, like, at any given time. Taking, like, three birth controls tonight. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. I, well, yeah. I was about to say, uh, like, it's a daily thing to 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 make sure that Waylon, like, has a clear nostril yeah. so he doesn't get stuffy. It's like, if you think that you're going to become a parent and you're not going to be picking your child's boogers constantly, uh-huh. it's a thing. Constantly. I, I know. I'm like, Rory, blow your nose. She goes, no, pick my boogies. Yeah. So, I have to, like, get in there with my fingers and just pick them. Yeah, I could see that happening. With <laughs> Jess's <laughs> face. I wish you could watch that. She goes, she'll, I say, you want to blow your nose? No, pick the boogies. <laughs> Waylon mm-hmm. used to hate it when I'd get all up in his face because he was just like, he knew I was probably about to get like in his nose. But if he was stuffy, like there was only so much you could do before you're like, I see it right there. Like, I just got to yank it out. Um, and uh, now it's like he'll he'll blow into like a little... Oh, he won't blow. He'll just, like, hold his face out and, like, let me, like, put, like, a little wet nap or something up to his nose. But, yeah, it's, like, now he's kind of realizing, finally, like, I'm trying to help you. I'm not enjoying picking your boogers either, but I'm trying to help you breathe. (laughs) Oh, no, she wants to see him after I get him. Oh, he hasn't reached that level yet. (laughs) So. And then then sometimes she'll be like, no, my boogie. Ew. No, don't Mm -hmm. keep those. You don't start a boogie collection. I love Jess's face right now. It's just in like a frozen state of like jaw dropping. Like, are we having a real conversation about boogies right now? <laughs> I think she's frozen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Daily booger anyway. picker right here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Marshall's excuse. He doesn't have the good nails for it. Oh, Jay's fingers are humongous. I call them sausage fingers. So my little tiny ones can get up in there. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Just all the all the things to look forward to one day, Jess. Yeah, you're oh welcome for this lesson God. on uh-huh. tasting poop and picking boogers. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh yep. wow! Well, Trina, what about you? What are you drinking about? Well, I can't beat that at all. But uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly that Marshall's foot is still broken. It doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, so I'm just kind of in this perpetual state of constantly doing everything and at the same time constantly yelling at him to stop trying to help because he's only making his foot worse thus prolonging the whole thing where I have to do everything Um, all because he's trying to he feels bad that he can't do things so he keeps trying it's it's a cycle it's just a cycle I mean I get where he's trying to be nice but at the same time like I have like turned and like yelled at him so many times and been like sit down it's like the mean voice comes out At this point, it would probably be a little easier to heal from, like, an amputation. Yeah, right. So, like, when he's asleep tonight, just cut just it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let him know that you that was your, that was yes. your advice. I mean, you, you dealt with, like, a, a several breaks in your foot not long ago, so you, you feel the pain. You know? Yeah, but I uh, just still had to do everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got it easy. He's got a me, okay? He's got a, yeah, I mean... 
the yeah the big catch to all of that is um he can't drive the new car oh no <laughs> that would be his drink about it right now because he's been so sad that he cannot drive the new car he didn't get to test drive it he didn't get to do anything he, he found it online he got to go see it and then he's had to sit in the passenger seat or sat in the back with waylon mm. he didn't enjoy the back seat though because the captain's chairs recline and he's got so much feet foot room that he actually was like it's more comfortable back here than it is in the passenger seat <laughs> well that's your so, car anyway so yeah. whatever i'm gonna be like chauffeuring him and waylon around apparently forever now <laughs> it's okay because I have a hella nice car with a good sound system. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But yeah, there that's what I'm drinking about. What about you, Jess? What you drinking about? Jess, Jess. Yeah. So uh, while you guys are um, picking boogers and tasting poop, um, I'm still in the trying to buy house phase. Uh, yeah. And so I'm drinking because um, I can't buy a house in the neighborhood area that I would like to uh, because they're so expensive. Because, oh. um, yeah, you know, because I really like the neighborhood that I live in. Like, I love it. Um, and it's just they're so expensive over here right now, especially like. Yeah. Oh, um, I hate yeah, to, my I best to friend you. in room. Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My best friend and realtor is like begging people to sell their houses because she's got buyers lined up and there are no houses to buy. No. Um, It's ridiculous. I was going to say, but I hate to tell you that neighborhood has always been bad because I used to live in that apartment that Jess lives in now, like not the same one, the same complex. And the neighborhood that's right behind there, I remember going and looking at a house that was a little bit smaller than the house that we have now. Uh, it was two stories. It had, uh, because it had a basement downstairs, but upstairs, you know, I don't even know if it had a finished basement. It was on a hill, so there was not not much of a backyard. It was steeper than, like, what we're in now. And um, this was back in, like, 2009, 2010, because I think it was before Marshall and I even got married. And it went for around... Oh my God! I want to say it was three fifty, but I actually think it was closer to four hundred thousand dollars, and that was before two thousand ten. That was when we were still in like a recession, and it was still going mm. for that much. And now those houses over there are just all like what six hundred thousand a meal a million? Like they're crazy. It's, it's like six hundred and fifty yeah. to eight hundred thousand. Wow! For like these, they're not big houses. <laughs> it's it's all no. about location for sure. It's. I know, but like they're like some of them are like the older brick ones, which like we would we wouldn't mind having, and it's like just a great neighborhood, and you can walk to Twelve South, or you could even walk to downtown if you're really ambitious. It's just it's a great location, and I like I walk the neighborhood every day at lunch, um, and I walk the park, and I've just like gotten really accustomed to the area, and I really really like it. So I'm really sad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, how can I make some additional income to like maybe, you know, save some money for, you know, the house, the mortgage payment and to like work on paying off the debt, like my student loan, whatever, because I've been looking at Fiverr, which is like, you know, how you can um, if you're or if you're a writer or um uh, do video editing or all those other skills, you can um, sell your services on Fiverr uh, for freelancing. Um, or um, I read about a girl who lost her job during the pandemic and she made some income by selling pictures of her feet. Yeah. Online. You should do uh, that. Yes, well, do that. 
I actually was like reading an in-depth article about how to do that because you can sell your pictures of your feet for like stock footage yeah or also for like foot fetish people yeah um and I was like I kind of have some dainty feet except on my right foot I have a pretty large bunion that I think is really noticeable and foot fetish people don't want to look at that maybe they do maybe that's their fetish they don't want bunions I don't like bunions. It's like, I looked at it. It's like on stage two of the bunion chart. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's someone out there with a bunion fetish and you're depriving them. (laughs) You know, feet come in all shapes and sizes. (laughs) It's from wearing all those high heels in college. Yeah. And now it's come back to bite me in the ass. Uh So I can't even use my feet as an extra source of income. So I'm really drinking about that. Oh, I'm sorry you can't be a foot fetish model. Can you, can you be like a hand fetish model? Are your hands in good condition? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my cuticles are in bad shape. I'd have to work on that because I haven't gone and gotten a pedicure in like a manicure in like a year. Um, and I, I have a little bit of a, a writer's bump that's kind of gone away. But uh, I'd have to stop picking that my cuticles. But then they might work. They could work maybe. Yeah. Well, I think you should just, you know, take pictures of all your appendages and then see what gets you the most money. Yeah. You think so? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, those foot fetish people, they can, like, really make some money. Like, I, yeah. like for real, some people made, like, $2,000 a month. One person made $90,000 a year. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so where do you sign up for this now? My feet yeah. look great. I did not like wear you- heels. <laughs> Like, I mean, really, like, you have to, like, have your feet, like, in a pedicure. Some people want barefoot feet. Some people want feet in heels. Some people want feet in socks. You, like, market yourself on social media, like, with obviously not your real name or anything. You don't have to show your face. There's all kinds of websites where you can, like, put your feet pictures up. Make sure you do a watermark so that people don't, like, steal them. Like, I, like, legit read this article because it has, like, can I make some money with my feet? I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with it if it brings me some extra income. (laughs) Yeah, really looked into this. (laughs) Hey, Um, if I can get some extra like thousand dollars to like pay off my student loans or put into an IRA or to like get for a down payment for a house, I'm not mad about it. No, no. But I have a bunion. Well, I just think you should. You know, what if you put your foot in a high heel? You can't see that. That is true. There you go. So I, I was like, maybe I'll try some high heel pictures and see what happens. Yeah. Well, on that note, coming up in the next episode, we're going to find out all about Jess's foot fetish photos and how yeah. she staged the photo shoot and how much money she made. Because inquiring yeah. minds all over the world now want to know, mm-hmm. can you buy a house with foot money? <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers to everyone out there. <laughs> we'll call them your bunion bills. There you go. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Bunion bills. There you go. That's your Instagram name from Lindsay. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website at thechampagneway.com to submit your champagne shout outs and drink about it. Don't forget to join our Champagners group on Facebook and follow us online at The Champagne Way. 
Thanks to our podcast network and the producers at The Second Sound. Please be sure to like and subscribe to The Champagne Way on whichever streaming platform you use. This has been a Second Sound production. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Cheers.